Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of This Is Your Captain Speaking. Uh, super, ex- <laughs> super excited to have a special guest on here today, somebody that's been a very close friend of the Marmite business for a number of years now, and also a, a close friend of a lot of tech companies um, across across Germany and across all of Dach, uh, uh, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, is uh, Ralf Strauss. So welcome today, Ralph. Really excited to have you on. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the invitation. Happy to talk to you again. For sure, for sure. Look, let me give you a bit of a rundown of Ralph's long, long, uh, extensive uh, <laughs> resume here in terms of how qualified of a person I'm talking to here. So Ralph is on the vendor side, spent a number of years over at SAP, char- Chief Marketing Officer for, for Germany in, in SAP, and then also a VP in product there as well. Uh, ran and is running various CMO communities. So for Chief Marketing Officers, Chairman of the Board at the EU Marketing Confederation, um, and at the moment is Managing Partner at Marketing Tech Labs as well. So uh, give us a little bit of a rundown about what you guys do over at Marketing Tech Labs. And also, Rob, from what I can see, you're involved in a lot of different businesses right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I am actually. So basically, Marketing Tech Lab, what we are doing is, um, I spent, as you said before, I spent something like almost 20 years in corporate organizations. In, in business roles on the IT side, as well as driving large-scale projects. When I popped out last role of Volkswagen Concern, where I was driving the digital transformation of marketing and sales, so my feeling was there's a huge demand in the market, and this is all the part of the fun, at least which I feel um, in my daily business, is to make the bridge or build the bridge between marketing on the business side as well as IT. So it was one of the reasons why we founded Marketing Tech Lab, couple of years ago in terms of really um, getting specialists to the table, senior executives to the table who help us work with us on driving projects on the client side. Um, plus, in addition, what we also um, have every year is a marketing tech monitor where we ask now, I guess for 2022, it's 1,500 CMOs, heads of marketing, head of digital marketing. We ask for their opinions and challenges on a quantitative survey. Um, plus we now get started with one-on-one interviews with those guys in terms of really finding out for the marketing tech monitor for 2022, what are the major challenges? What are the barriers? What are the strategies? Where are you stumbling? What is going well? Or what are your needs basically? In terms of um, demystify, to phrase it that way, everything around marketing tech, not to get just sucked away with 13,000 different applications in the market. So this is one part. And the other part is also with a colleague in, in Holland, we have been developing a benchmarking database where all 13,000 um, applications are in the database. And so um, in, on client projects in particular, we can directly with, with a fingertip, we can bring question, uh, answers to the question like, what are the top the digital asset management tools in the market, or what are other companies, for example, in retail using as uh, so a benchmarking my tech stack against others, or also being able to do some sort of research in terms of saying, if you have your requirements prepared, your use case and your requirements, we can directly tell you out of the database which sort of application is the right one for you. So what, what, what's interesting for me and what drives me is the conceptual part to demystify a little bit all the fuss on marketing tech and develop some sort of, how would you phrase it, handrail in terms of getting structure to the table, in terms of 
companies not getting lost somewhere in cyberspace because they are just stuck and completely lost in 13,000 different applications. That 13,000 different applications is just wild. I mean, I, I spoke with Scott Brinker a few weeks ago, also, also very close to you guys, uh, about his um, MarTech landscape, you know, and the chief MarTech landscape. Just super, looking at graph, yeah. it, just looking at that just makes me feel ill, to be honest, which as a marketer, I mean, it's, yeah. why are why are there so many why are there so many solutions out there? Do you have an answer to that or any theory? Um, yeah, the, the, the interesting part is, I guess, uh, can only recall what Scott always says. Um, I guess for the last four or five years, we all wait for some sort of consolidation, which has not happened up to today. It's even increasing. I guess year per year, it's an increase of 30, 40, 50%. More applications are coming to the table. And why is that? So probably, at least from my perspective, giving you some explanation. Um, explanation number one is um, marketing has bunches of different areas, process, sub-processes, where each of those applications is trying to capture at least a part of it, number one. So marketing is more diverse probably than sales processes. I know in sales, everybody would not hurt me and push me, but this is the case, number one. Number two is also, Andy, if you look back in history, while the first phases of CRM has been pretty much driven out of call center use cases and scenarios, um, sales scenarios like pipeline opportunity management, and marketing has been, if we're honest with each other, pretty much behind for all the years. Huh? Now marketing, you have a big backlog. So all the companies which have been investing into sales and service call center, now coming back to the table and say, holy shit, we need to do something marketing. So a big chunk in investments is going to the marketing arena currently. And more and more providers with different sort of tool sets are trying to capture at least a part of it. So this is the reason those marketing tech stack is growing. And even as some of those companies getting purchased by larger suites and different providers, still you will find bunches, bunches, bunches of different providers. For example, also now coming up, new providers working on the blockchain. Yeah? which you never had before, ad management on the blockchain. So new scenarios, new technologies are coming up, artificial intelligence, yeah? You will automate and most probably in future data science and marketing with new technologies, new tools using artificial intelligence. So um, we have a backlog in marketing and everybody's trying to jump on that and provide some service into this area. Sure. I mean, you mentioned something interesting there around uh, larger companies coming in and buying up specific solutions to add to their suite let's say so we've seen that quite prevalent across the marketing clouds for example salesforce adobe oracle for example is that a step towards consolidation in your mind or does this just cause more problems uh, good question if i would know that for sure i would not be talking to you i would be out on the market and start purchasing those applications now kidding aside um Yes, I do think that most probably the, the big vendors will start purchasing some of the applications. Absolutely, yes. But will they be able to suck away 13,000 different applications? Oh, never ever in this planet. And so the question is more, um, some of the consolidation will take place if they get them purchased, um, but still other new vendors most probably will be coming out. So that's one thing. The second thing is I'm always a little bit hesitant when just big providers are purchasing the smaller ones, since um, out of the past, without blaming everybody, 
Um, sometimes you had a nice logo on top, but still the application landscape when it comes to data model or process integration or functional integration was still, it was just a chunk of different applications underneath a nice logo. And I do think that also nowadays, even the large providers um, make more a conscious choice which sort of applications they are trying to purchase and integrate in their stack because they understand that the customers are more or less aware how deep your integration really is. And customers are more specifically looking into that. In earlier times, they just said, well, there's some big name on it. And we expect underneath the surface, they should have the integration done, which was pretty often not the case. That's changed pretty rapidly over the past years, actually, that you mentioned. I'm not going to mention any specific technologies, but one large technology has bought a specific platform to solve a specific problem. And the platform that they bought had probably a thousand customers. Yeah. And those customers were then sort of left in limbo, being like, what do we do? Are we part of that larger company now? Are we part of the, the, the old company? And, and then also the customers of that larger company then were trying to take that specific technology and just plug it in. And it didn't work because the data structure, data sets and everything, the both of those different companies was different, right? Both of those companies were, were created by two different people or two different sets of people. And they weren't built in mind to say, hey, one day we're gonna, we're gonna be we're gonna be working together like this, and we need to make sure that the technologies work, right? Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, it's it, it seems as though that's that's changed quite rapidly because I'm talking about maybe five years ago that I was talking to some customers of that company that had been purchased, and that's what they were feeling. But yeah. when when did you see this tide changes in the past maybe two to three years, perhaps? Good to say. I, I... So it's probably two elements. Number one is also the big providers re, uh, realized that if you're going to buy, purchase a company and you try to integrate it, you need to integrate it on the technology side, on the function feature side, on the application layer, as well as on the organizational side, the go-to-market side, yeah? as, as you just described it. Yeah? So better be careful since there's a lot of integration to be done. It's just not just like at your fingertip, you want to do some sort of integration of another company. No, it's it's really more complicated, number one. Number two is still, um, I do think the big platforms will just do some sort of cherry picking, most probably in the future. Yay, they will integrate one or the other. Um, either if a platform has a substantial number of customers, so I'm trying to acquire the customer base, and or you have a certain functionality which will be harder for us to develop. What I heard so far, from the big platforms is that they better would like to try to develop stuff internally because of all the technology hassles which you have when integrating some other vendor, number one. Number two is what they found out over the last um, purchases and acquisitions they made that there is an, how would you phrase it, a vote by the feet, what would say in German, that even if you acquire the company, then the people are leaving and particularly the good salespeople and good uh, customer service representatives or so uh, might be leaving pretty soon. And so um, you bought basically an empty shell and a technology which you then need to integrate. Oh, 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 I'm not sure if this is the right way to go. For sure not, for sure not. I always say that there's, whenever there's an acquisition, there's always two areas, there's tech and, and people. So the tech, whether the tech works together or not, that's the, that's the first thing. And then you're also taking on a completely new culture 
a completely new set of people and the people that have built the tech originally are probably the first ones to leave and then you're sort of standing there being like okay well how do we how do we even start with the technology if we don't have that experience that knowledge that know-how right absolutely absolutely and so this is the point is will the consolidation happen i'm not sure the only question is probably it will not um, the number of vendors will not shrink due to consolidation or acquisition to phrase it that way but most probably of those are those technologies capable of scaling enough fast enough or are they able to scale at all and if they acquire new customers or a substantial number of customers then that's good i'm not sure if the, the entire number of companies will really go that way and be able to have enough customers at the end of the day since we are in business to business environment and i do think all those that companies i guess large enterprise sometimes have up to 200 250 different applications um, in their organization and i do think they will consolidate from a company perspective because the integration is a mess. And so you will not be able to sell to other companies. So basically, a bunch of companies might be running out of money due to the fact that um, they will have a hard time to sell into into customers. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I mean, that, that would make sense from the consolidation perspective. I was also thinking about it from a slightly different perspective, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. But if... Um, if, if companies are, uh, or if, if these larger players are having the patience nowadays to develop internally, so larger, let's say cloud platform needs to develop a, an email marketing tool, for example, mm-hmm. or a customer data platform, yeah. but they're going to step away and say, okay, well, look, we're going to take the time to develop this and develop it right. And therefore, when they launch the product on the market, it will be ready for market. It will be probably the best type of product on that market. Yeah. There are specific solutions out there, like many of the independent players in the MarTech space that sort of thrive off the fact that the bigger cloud players don't have the perfect solution because they've had this acquisition strategy that's been a bit clunky. Now, that, yeah. that type of foot forward for those larger clouds might actually bring about what you just mentioned there, other companies running out of money because you know they're not going to be able to compete because the cloud technology is going to be able to offer that one specific service yeah, the, banner. Yeah, yes, the interesting finding at least or per- perception I do have, and particularly with the smaller companies, they are the majority of the case, at least as I know them, are pretty much technology driven. Um, what they are normally lacking is some sort of go-to-market strategy and good salespeople, account representatives, uh, marketing, all that stuff. So they have cool technology there. I'm currently working together with a company who developed a really cool tool, um, blockchain-based advertising management, really cool, very innovative. But those guys are highly specialized in developing a tool. But what is lacking or what they're missing currently is go-to-market capabilities. So you're either good on on the go-to-market side or the majority of the companies is just based on the technology and development cycle. And so I'm not sure how many companies then will survive if you just made your focus in, on technology on the product side, which is good, but it needs to be complemented then with some sort of go-to-market uh, senior executives or really people who know how to bring a, um, a solution into the market. In particularly, um, the more um, you have no-code applications, the, the more you go into deep marketing processes the final decision on using a tool or not will be taken not anymore by the IT, but with the business side. And so you need to have good people, senior people, experienced people with marketing process know-how 
who can also really talk to the business side. And sometimes they are really lacking the, this part. That's true. That's true. But that's where you guys come in, right? From Marketing Tech Lab, you guys we, can come in and help. We always love to love to help. Now, that, that's it. It particularly is bridging the gap between technology side and the business area. I guess this will take us for the next, not sure, 10, 12 years or something like that. Since um, marketing tech currently is taking off, um, all the market studies we are doing by ourselves um, is forecasting an increase in software license revenue, to phrase it from that perspective, between 25 and 27% per year until 2025, 2026, while all um, sales, CRM use case and scenarios in, have an increase of 13, 14%, something like that. So the biggest chunk, the biggest increase in, in license revenue and market growth will be in the marketing area. So happy to help there. It's the most exciting area to be in, similar as with you, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Look, Ralph, we've, we've come to the end of our time now, mate, and, and I'd like to thank you so much for your time here. It's, uh, I think I could speak, uh, speak tech with you all day. It's a super interesting conversation to have which way the market's moving and what's happening with the big players and small players and so on. And um, if people want help, where can they find you? Where can they find market, uh, Marketing Tech Lab? Um, I guess the best thing is to go on LinkedIn and touch base with me and Ralph Strauss. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. Or just go to the website, marketingtechlab.de, and you find anything there and all the contact details and, and all stuff like that. Perfect. Well, yeah. Ralph, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a great pleasure speaking with you. And Thanks. Uh, pleasure to me. Take, and, uh, take care and don't hurt yourself while going skiing. I'll try not. For our listeners, I'm heading skiing tomorrow, so I'll try to I'll try not to hurt myself. Let's see if the flying Irishman can do okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been another Thanks. episode of uh, This Is Your Captain Speaking. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next week, guys. Thanks.